Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am really, really excited that we have with us today Dr. Karen Wallowick. Dr. Wallowick is a board-certified OBGYN, and she comes to us from the western suburbs of Chicago. She is the founder of Wallowick Women's Health, And she is a diehard feminist who is deeply passionate about empowering women with the knowledge to take control of their fertility and overall health. She also has a compelling story about how she got here, which she's going to share with us. And I can't wait to hear all that you got to share with us and teach us today, inspire us and empower us with your words, Dr. Wallowick. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Dr. Tiger. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to share my message. (laughs) Thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you. And okay, so let's get to it. So can you share with us your story? Like, how did you get to where you are right now? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I'm an OBGYN. I'm actually a DO. I went to school in Erie, Pennsylvania, a great place for medical school. It snows most of the year, so not much else to do but study. Then I moved to Chicago, did my OBGYN residency at Rush, you know, great place for OBGYN training for sure. And then after residency, I moved to the Western suburbs and I joined a large multi-specialty physician group, which was a great place to work for a long time. But long story short, they sold out to a private equity group a few years back and everything changed. Mm. It really became more of a business than healthcare, a business where doctors aren't making money anymore. And I felt like I was working harder than ever. And I I really got quite burned out. I really did. And then when the pandemic hit, everything just got more amplified and it just 
I really started having some dark thoughts, to be honest, and I just knew I couldn't stay there anymore. So, you know, these big corporations, they do make it tough to leave. They do. You know, I had a, as an OBGYN in Illinois, I had a six-figure tail to try to leave. And um, there's a non-compete clause. It was about 15 miles in two years, which turns out it was pretty bad. So you, you kind of start to feel a little bit trapped, you know, and looking for other options. But I just knew I, I couldn't stay there anymore. I just couldn't. I wasn't happy. I didn't even want to be a doctor anymore. It was getting bad. So found the money, paid the tail, got out, took a little time off, and zero regrets about that. Felt so much better. Just taking a little time off, I knew it could be better. You know, started eating healthy, exercising, catching up on sleep. Amazing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it feels so much better. But, you know, then, you know, I, I'm a doctor. I'm an OBGYN. I was born to do this. I, I certainly missed seeing patients eventually. So I decided, let's see if there's a, a better way to do it. So I went down to a hospital about 15 miles away. I subleased an office about one to two days a week. Found my favorite nurse to come with me. Got a little EMR, <laughs> little billing software. Contracted some insurances and started my own little private practice. And it was amazing. Honestly, within the first month, I, I could cover my overhead just seeing patients part time. So, you know, I only mentioned that just to let everyone know it's doable. It really is. Sometimes these corporations make you feel like you cannot leave and you can't function without them, but you, you can. They need you more than you need them. I promise. <laughs> you know, so, so there are options is my point. And um, now I've moved back to where I originally started. I have nice, big, beautiful office. I'm only working three days a week, just doing gynae only. Part-time, I have a nice balance. I get to see my kids once in a while and couldn't be happier. It's it's a beautiful thing. So It sounds like a beautiful thing. And you all listening yeah. can't see it, but she's got an amazing smile on her face right now. And the energy <laughs> is just coming out, this like joy. I can just feel yeah. it through the screen. So it's yeah. so happy for me to see you so happy and, you know, being able to find your way in that way and not staying stuck. It's easier to do nothing and to be unhappy. Oh, and then it's yes. harder to really come into your own and to leave and to create something for yourself that you've done. And now you're living your life on your terms and you're really enjoying what you're doing. And that's what it's all about. It's so rewarding. It really is. So I know there's people out there feeling the same way, feeling very stuck, but I just want to give you the option. It, it's doable. It is. You can leave if you need to. So doable. That out there. Yeah. Well, thanks for putting it out there because I'm sure there are people listening that are feeling stuck. And, you know, it's so yeah. it's so good when you can look at someone else in the place that you want to be and realize that could be you as well. So yes, thank you so much yes. for sharing your story and for being vulnerable sure. and um, letting us know. And then for yeah, bringing us your big smile. <laughs> so, so now that you're in this smile again, yes. but yeah, you can smile again and it's so good. It's so good to smile. Right. I mean, research yeah. tells us that actually the circular muscles in your face, when you smile, those, those, Circular muscles actually send a signal up to your brain to tell you that you're happy and endorphins are released. And so we actually feel happy when we smile, even when we're not happy. <laughs> so it's a two-way street. It's amazing. You know, everyone that listens know I need to always throw in anatomy and physiology being a radiologist. So, all right, here we go. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. So I love your passion about empowering women with the knowledge 
regarding their fertility and overall health and how they can take control of that. And I feel that even though I'm a doctor, I'm not that kind of doctor. And so I too needed a lot of education when it came to my options with respect to birth control that I didn't know. And for anyone out there listening who is not an OBGYN, it's okay that you don't know about all the choices and all the things because we have Dr. <laughs> Wallowick here who's going to That's give right. us the knowledge so that we can make the right choices in, in our lives. So what can, you, what can you share with yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah, so important. Well, you know, I, so I was listening to a popular podcast the other day and they had a professional female athlete on, which was great, you know, and she was talking about preparing for the Olympics and uh, she's married. She had a two-year-old daughter and then, um, you know, it got personal. She was talking about, oh, she's taking the birth control pill because she's, you know, preparing for the Olympics, which is great. That's amazing. And then she goes on to say, but I hate being on the pill. You know, I, it's, you know, it's not well studied. We don't know what's in it. I don't know what it's doing to my body. And then the host jumps in and is like, oh yeah, we don't know much about the pill. And, you know, who knows what it's doing to you. And as an OBGYN listening to this, I am mortified. This is horrible. This is become there's, you know, there's always been some skepticism I feel about, you know, hormones, you know, quote unquote, and the misconceptions over the birth control pill are just growing exponentially. It's, it's frightening. So, you know, so I'm just kind of, I would just love to clear up some of that misinformation, you know, the birth control pill been around forever. I promise it is very well studied at this point. And the modern birth control pill of today is very safe and effective. And if there's one thing you're going to remember from this whole podcast with me, it's this, and that is that the birth control pill is safer than pregnancy. It mm. is. I mean, it, it really is, you know, it's, so much misinformation about their about hormones, but basically birth control pill, it's a little bit of estrogen and progesterone, a type of form of progesterone. And when taken correctly, when you take the same time every day, it's keeping your hormones even, same dose day to day, even Steven, and that's a beautiful thing. So big risks of the birth control pill, strokes, heart attacks, blood clots, things that will kill you. It's literally less than one in a thousand, way less than one in a thousand. And these women are usually over the age of 35 who smoke or people with a family history of blood clotting disorders. So those, you know, for those types of women that usually will, will choose birth control options without estrogen, we'll get to that. But, you know, for most women, completely safe and effective. Now, risks of blood clots, strokes, heart attacks, and pregnancy, that increases to about one in 500. So it's two to three times the risk of being on the birth control pill. And of course, we see this in pregnancy, risks of high blood pressure, diabetes, preeclampsia. It, it, it's a stress on the body. There's no doubt about it. So I want you know our, our young professional women, for sure, to keep this in mind. Take, take away the guilt and the stress. The birth control pill is a beautiful thing. It is safe. It's effective. It allows you to control your own reproduction, which is huge. You know, that's a huge, huge advantage. So, you know, let's, let's go over a little bit. So we'll just talk about how the birth control pill works. So the biggest thing about the pill is you have to take it the same time every day. That is number one thing. If you're missing pills, skipping pills, doubling up on pills, your hormones are going to be up and down. You're going to feel terrible about on it. No doubt about it. You're going to feel moody on it. You're going to break through bleeding. You're not going to love it. So whenever you're prescribing it to a patient or you're taking it yourself, you have to remember to take it the same time every day. 
If you're bad about it, that's okay. We've got other options. There is the patch. You can change that once a week. It works the same as the pill. Or there's the Nuva ring or vaginal ring. You just remember to change that once, once a month. So beautiful. You don't even have to remember to take it every day. Other options, there's the Depro-Provera shots. That's an intramuscular injection. You get that once every three months. There's about five different types of IUDs or intrauterine devices, which are fantastic forms of birth control. The Nexplanon, little rod in the arm, that's good for three years as well, too. And of course, there's you know tubal ligations, vasectomies, all kinds of fun stuff like that. But the point is, lots of options, and all of them are safer than being pregnant, highly effective, and lots of other good reasons to take the birth control pill. So... Sometimes women forget, you know, some women have such heavy, painful periods that all, you know, uh, progesterone IUDs, birth control pills help to decrease the blood flow during pregnancy, which prevents anemia. And that's, that's a huge, big, important thing. The birth control pill also prevents ovarian cysts from forming, and it decreases your lifetime risk of ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, and some studies even suggest colon cancer, which is huge. In fact, if I have a patient who I know has the BRCA gene, I actually encourage them to take the birth control pill because we know it decreases their lifetime risk of ovarian cancer, which they're already at increased risk of. So I think sometimes we forget about the pill has so many other non-contraceptive benefits as well, too. And the fact that it is honestly safer than being pregnant. I'm just here to just kind of decrease the stress around taking that. You know, you should feel comfortable taking it, happy taking it. You know, thank goodness we have it is how we should look at it. Yeah. Well, thanks for demystifying that. And, you know, I actually learned something. I didn't know that it protected against cancer. So I, I just learned something. And before we came on, (laughs) I said, I want to learn something new every day, at least one new thing. And there you go. Right. So be protective as well. So can you share with us the, the misconceptions that you do hear? You mentioned that that athlete said it's not safe. What are things that you hear people saying that that makes them think it's not safe or they're afraid to take it? Because people listening may have those same misconceptions and that might help clear some things up. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So number one, everyone's worried it's going to cause weight gain. Number one misconception, absolutely. So really it has been studies Studies do not show that the birth control pill causes weight gain. It just doesn't. Not the modern birth control pill today. Now, maybe there can be just a little uh, water retention, maybe that first month or so, but it works itself out. There is no long-term weight gain from the birth control pill. The only birth control pill or only birth control method that does cause a little weight gain would be the Depro-Provera shot. And that's really about five to eight pounds or so. So we do counsel people when they're starting on that, that there may be just a little weight gain. You've got to be careful with that. But IUDs, birth control pill, do not cause weight gain. And then the other big thing is everyone's worried that it will affect their fertility. So, and I tell people that birth control pill has no effect on your fertility. The biggest effect on fertility, unfortunately, is just age. It's, it's the older we get, the harder it can be to get pregnant. That varies from person to person. But uh, the birth control pill itself does not decrease your fertility or make it harder to get pregnant when you come off of it. When you come off the pill, you're back to being you. Same thing with IUDs. They're highly effective. You can get pregnant as soon as they are removed. So I encourage women to take the pill or stay on their IUD or keep it in until you're ready to have a baby. Again, the only exception would be the Depro-Provera shot. Now that can take up to a year even to clear the body. So Depro-Provera shot is mostly for our young, non-compliant teenagers, but still lots of options, safe, effective, won't affect fertility. 
Okay. So fertility is one question that you get and weight gain Mm -hmm. is another question. Anything else that you're hearing that you can think of that might clear up some misconceptions? Maybe occasionally people are worried about the breast cancer Mm. studies do not show there may be some small studies that show a link with breast cancer in the birth control pill, but overall overwhelming meta-analysis does not show an increased risk of breast cancer. And again, if I have a patient known BRCA gene, I actually encourage her to take the birth control pill to decrease her risk of ovarian cancer. I'm not increasing her risk of breast cancer beyond that. Okay. Because it's a really low dose in estrogen that that they're getting. It's really low. Yeah. So several decades ago, when I was studying medicine and we learned about IUDs, we were told that they can cause some scarring in the endometrium, which for those of you who are not in medicine, that's the lining inside the uterus, and that that could cause issues with fertility and that they were recommended only for women after they knew they were done having children. Is that thought of differently now? Oh, yes, completely. So it, okay. it's true. When the IUD first came out, I think it was called like the Dacon Shield. You know, it was a, a very old school IUD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very crazy name. It did. It was associated with pelvic infections and all kinds of badness. And therefore, it, it got a bad reputation. But that was that was a long time ago now. It really was. The modern IUDs of today do not increase your risk of infection. You know, we do like to screen for things like chlamydia and gonorrhea before we place an IUD, of course, to make sure there's no active infection. But even if there is, you can you can treat it and it's it's not going to just inherently increase your risk of uh, pelvic infection. Okay, so that concern of scarring in the lining of the uterus, the endometrium and causing issues with future pregnancies is not thought of as being anything concerning now. Nope, not at all. In fact, I okay. see women get pregnant soon, the next cycle after an IUD comes out all the time. All the okay. time. Okay, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Another misconception I know I've heard is that, you know, particularly younger women think that they are um, protected against STDs, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking right. a lot about pregnancy and we're talking about fertility here, but I think it's really important to acknowledge that this is one thing you need to do, right? If you're having, if you're sexually active, but we still need to protect you from, from getting STDs, right? So condoms, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not the GYN here. I'm not the OB here, but I want for anyone listening, we need that double, double protection happening, right? So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Please. Yeah. Never hurts. Always use a condom. Always. So chlamydia and gonorrhea are the most common STDs or pelvic infections that you can get. And in women, they can be quite serious. You know, most of the time it's just a little vaginal discharge and whatnot, but if it, it it can spread, if it gets up into the uterus, it can cause what's called pelvic inflammatory disease. And that can cause scar tissue that can affect your fertility in the long run. So definitely important to prevent that in the first place. And condoms are your best way to do that. Mm. Can you comment on the the percent chance of getting pregnant with any of these or all of these choices? I'm sure people are thinking, well, what, what's just the safest and what are the numbers? Sure. Well, they're all dependent on user error. That's the problem. Right? Oh my. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> condoms, you know, we'll say that's like 80 to 90% effective when using, used correctly. But the mm-hmm. problem is, is sometimes it, it, it's not used correctly. Mm-hmm. Birth control pills, 97 to 99% effective when used correctly. 
IUDs, 99% effective. We never say anything's 100%. Nothing's ever going to be 100%. Even a tubal ligation, we won't say it's 100%, but 99% when used you know, effectively. So again, with the birth control pill, you're starting your pack on time. You're taking it the same time every day. You're protected then. It's okay. Yeah. And the condoms, I'm guessing, because they break or they're not on correctly. Right. I mean, what, when you say uh, they're not used properly, for anyone listening, they may want to be like, what does that mean? So I'm assuming it's, <laughs> it's that, right? We just want to be absolutely clear. I don't want my inbox full of questions. So <laughs> got to be on the whole time, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, got to be on the whole time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So user error with the other ones, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming the IUD is checked to make sure it's in the right position and yeah. And the shot is that, I don't remember if you just said it, the shot is also pretty high in protection against pregnancy. Absolutely. Yeah. That one as well, we, you know, we quote that in, in the 90th, uh, 90% as well. It's an injection usually get in the arm or the butt every three months and it's a high dose of progesterone. Worst thing about the Depo-Provera shot, a lot of irregular bleeding for the first three months. I'll, mm. I'll warn everybody about that regular bleeding first three months. And then after the second shot, after that uh, first three months, then usually the periods go away, which is lovely. So great for birth control. You're protected at that point. Again, that can take a little while for your periods to come back though, after you come off of that. So that's probably my least favorite birth control method, but still a highly effective one. And for some people it works very well. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about compliance. So if it's hard for someone to remember every day to take a pill or to put something in or on or, okay, got it. Correct. Exactly. That's everything. Yes. That's everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So who would this not be safe for? Anyone? Is there, are there any particular patients? I know earlier on, you said something about someone only getting progesterone instead of estrogen in terms of their pill. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so women over the age of 35 who smoke, or people like we say, like if we know they have factor five line deficiency or prothrombin gene mutation or some sort of thrombophilia or even a family history of something like that, then, then maybe we would say, all right, you're at little increased risk for forming blood clots, DVTs, PEs, fun things like that. So we would want to maybe stay away from the estrogen. So we would choose more of a progesterone only birth control or non-hormonal birth control. So IUDs, all five different types of IUDs are still safe for those women, or sometimes we'll do a progesterone only birth control pill. Those aren't as great as the regular birth control pill, but still an option. They do have a little more breakthrough bleeding. You've got to be really good about taking them the same time every day, but still options. And again, still safer than pregnancy. It is. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get pregnant though, everyone out there. I don't want you, I want you to, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. but I know what you're saying. That would be yeah, bad so, for business. Yeah. No, no, that would be we bad for business. No, no. Friends. She still wants to deliver lots of amazingly gorgeous babies. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anything else, anything else you can think of that we haven't talked about already or any pearls of advice that you'd like to share with our audience? You know, the biggest thing is that it really, I don't want anyone to be stressed or feeling guilty about taking control over when they want to have a baby, how many babies they want to have. That's the beautiful thing about modern medicine is that there are so many safe and effective options now for women. So we can go to medical school, we can, you know, have a career first, and then we can have the family that we want. And that is a beautiful thing. 
That is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your insights. So if anyone has um, any questions or they want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to find you? Oh, well, I do have my website. I'm at uh, Wallowick Women's Health, uh, my own private practice. I'm in Downers Grove, Illinois, which is in the western suburbs of Chicago. So, but, uh, and I, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You got to do that now. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put all of that information to Dr. Wallowick's website, as well as her handles on Instagram and Facebook and any other handle that you'd like to share with me, I will put in the show notes so anyone can reach out to you, ask you any questions and connect with you if they anything further they'd like to know about this really, really important topic. So I want to thank you again so much for being here, for sharing your story, for sharing your insight and your knowledge. It's really, really wonderful to have someone like you clear up a lot of the misconceptions and also offer such important information. So thank you. I'm happy. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank everyone else. Thank you all so much for listening and for taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?